Hello everyone and welcome to an emergency episode of the Fins Up Podcast. There is so much going on in the world of rugby league that we just had to get back in your ears. Mate, I am joined by... Oh, words cannot describe how good you look tonight, Terry. How you been, mate? Thank you, Daniel. Yeah, no, I'm really good. I'm really good. There's a beaming smile of radiance on me at the moment. Is that because you're in the, you know, the podcast world with your mate, Dan? That is, that, it's not because it's, I picked my daughter up for the first time in five months, so it's because I'm seeing you tonight. Oh, there you go. That's nice. That's a, I want that on my gravestone. Yeah. So, a big, big week of rugby league. Huge week of rugby league. There's even breaking news tonight. We just have to get in your ears. Like, this is so good, and you'll be the listeners will be shocked to hear that I actually have a full run sheet. I have questions. I have a format. This is ridiculous. It's probably not going to work, though, Terry. No, I nearly went and got a beer when you said that you were going to host. You had a run sheet. We were prepared. Uh, I, I settled for a sparkling water. Oh, that's very nice. How um, yeah. oh, sparkling water on this a night of an emergency podcast. So we we're going to start emergency. emergency. We're going to start with the most important, mate. The Cronulla Sharks look like they've made a pretty handy signing. I'm not as thrilled at this signing as everybody else was on the day that it, it broke, but it does look like Lockie Miller has signed a two-year deal to go from Rugby Sevens to the Cronulla Sharks or the Newtown Jets. Well, mate, it certainly does. I, I can't rubbish this because, um, first of all, it means that international superstars from other codes, are rushing to come sign for Cronulla, which is amazing. He had a monster deal on the table, supposedly over in rugby, over in one of those uh, other countries, but turn it down to return Japan. to rugby league. Japan, there you go. Uh, to return and play under Sir Fitz of Given Hale, a great man. So, mate, oh, I'm wrapped. That video was pretty sexy. Yeah, look, obviously he's not going to get that space that he gets in sevens in rugby league every week. Um, you know, it, it will be one of them things, though, that... You and I always say that if you know one of our backs took an intercept, would you back them to run the length of the field without getting run down? I'd probably back him. Yeah, he looks he looks like he's got some toe. Yeah, apart from that American guy who chased him from nowhere. Oh no, that guy's a freak. That he came from. We signed the American guy. Oh, mate, he came from like twenty five meters back and almost caught him. Oh, it was incredible. Literally gave Miller a 40-metre head start from the other side of the field. I mean, if there was 10 metres more, he had him. Yeah, he had him. But Miller sort of saw him coming and stepped in, which I, which I like. Mate, I, I like to sign him because, one, it's not going to cost too much, you wouldn't imagine. Two, yeah, minimum wage deal. It, it, he's got some speed. And three, have you seen the players on the market? Yeah, look, I, I, I don't mind it because it's outside the box thinking, but I just I have a look that... You know, we wouldn't give Braden Burns a two-year deal, but we gave this guy a two-year deal, and that sort of that annoyed me a little bit. Look, the other thing as well, they people put some highlights from his club rugby when he played for Ramwick or whatever it was. He should be carving that up. Oh, he should be carving. Mate, the shoot shield is. Um, look, everyone knows I hate rugby union. Rugby sevens I actually quite enjoy. Whenever it's on during the day, I chuck it on because I like seeing tries being scored, which you don't get in normal rugby. But um, yeah, look, I'm not. I'm pretty happy with the signing. We may not see him play first grade, let's be honest, but if he's got a bit of speed, he should score some fun tries for Newtown. Yeah, the whole thing is, if he goes to Newtown in his first six weeks, he's absolutely killing it. We do have, we have, like, there's no lie, we, have, we haven't open centre spot at the moment. And I'm glad that we have gone and made a signing, but we should literally be going to every centre on the market and just saying... 
have you seen the way that our team's shaping up next year? Look, your team's crap. Come and play for us. Makes sense. Katoni Staggs, we know you're listening. Come on over. <laughs> yeah, I, as I said, I don't, I don't mind it, but on the on the day that it was leaked, everyone was like, oh my God, Lockie Miller. And I was like, three weeks ago, no one knew. Well, three hours ago, no one knew Lockie Miller was. <laughs> no, look, I, I'd seen him because I love watching the Sevens. But I couldn't pick him out of a lineup, and he's certainly yeah. one that I wouldn't have thought. Oh, I'd like to pick him up. So I'm um, that that fits for you though, mate. Yeah, I, I know. I know our, our mate Cleve. Um, he loves going to the sevens every time it's on, and you always see him pissed up, dressed up like a fucking goose. So when he jumped into our DM and said, "Hey, Lockie, if, if he was going to pick anyone out of the most recent rugby sevens team, it would have been Lockie Miller." I kind of stepped up and, and took that on board because Cleve loves his sevens. I'm not going to listen to you because you're an idiot. Oh, um, it's very nice. But yeah, it's it's one of them things like, you know, it's a, it's a it's an out of the box signing. It's completely out of the blue, and he's 27. He's got a rugby league background, so it shouldn't take him too long. I think the only thing, if you have a look at him, the only thing that you could probably um, be worried about would be his defence. You're not going to worry about his fitness because the sevens he's played all over the world, usually in 400 degree heat. Um, and, and he's quick and he's very well built so if he's defensively up for it he may get a shot and it may be like a Royce Hunt situation where I'm sitting here with egg all over my face that'd be nice mate now I understand you have some um, some info some mail on some other potential signings perhaps well they've all been confirmed but not by the club but uh, Max Riolo Dave Riolo's son has signed a three year deal with the Sharks now he's um, Jersey Flag eligible um, and I, I think he comes from the Steelers or the Dragons. Uh, it's one of them. I think it might be the Dragons because we also signed Ben Lavender. Um, and Ben Lavender, he has got an amazing junior pedigree. Uh, he's the youngest ever Australian schoolboy. He played Australian schoolboys three years in a row because he did pathway programs as well. Um, a 19-year-old center. Um, from the Illawarra Steelers, and he's yeah, he signed a two-year deal for us. I would be very surprised if he didn't end up with a trying and uh, sorry a um a development contract as well. Um, he's he's a big kid. He's a big, strong, fast center, and it's what we've wanted. He was one of the best centers in Jersey Flag this year. You and I uh, went and watched the first Dragons game. And uh, if anyone caught the Jersey Fleet game, Lavender got a hat trick in that in the opening opening round against the Sharks. So oh, he's the one that flogged us. Sounds good. Very to know. good player. And uh, then don't know much about this guy. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher his name, but I'll have a go at it. Salisi Atata. Um, and he was actually announced on Facebook, and there were a lot of. Um, a lot of our Kiwi counterparts were very upset at this, so I jumped onto a Warriors forum and someone confirmed on there that we've signed him for a three-year deal. And the reason we signed him for a three-year deal is the Warriors don't have an SG Ball team, obviously, and I think he may be SG Ball eligible. And so we picked him up on a three-year deal. He's 18 years old, 191 centimetres, 111 kilos. He's an edge back rower or a prop. And uh, some of the comments on there were like, uh, future first grader gone, future international gone, 
how do we let this kid slip through our gaps? At least we didn't lose him to rugby. So sounds like he's got a big future, and uh, I'm all there for it. That's some fair debate. Those are the, we were talking the other week. Those are the kind of signings we need. These freakish now, young they're not, kids. They're not top thirty signings or anything. So these are our junior pathway signings. So they haven't eaten into our cat. But you know, you could definitely see some of these kids in a year or two stepping up. So that's what I like to see, mate. Um, There's also also as well two kids we signed last year from uh, Queensland, Ryan Rivett and uh, Jack Martin. Um, now Jack Martin, as far as I can see, um, he may have a top thirty contract this year, and we may have overlooked him. Ryan Rivett's definitely a, a development player, though. But when Jersey Flag and New South Wales Cup shut down, he actually went back and played Q Cup. Um, but he played under twenty ones Q Cup, and he played a couple of first grade games as well. But all the reports on Ryan Rivett are we've got a star in the making there. That's, that's good to hear. It's been a long time since you've had those kind of players. The last couple, you know, the Ronaldos and stuff, so we're starting to see them now. But, uh, yeah. mate, that's exciting. What what great – where else are you going to get that kind of coverage? No, look, this, these kinds of um, rumours have been leaking online for a little bit. So, you know, as we do in our thorough research there, and I, I dove into it, it was pretty easy to find the, the Max Riolo one. Um, it was, you know, the, the Silesia Tata was, uh, was on Facebook as well, but the Ben Lavender, um, I had to jump through a couple of forums to actually find a confirmation and when it was announced that he has signed a, I think Lavender signed a two year deal. The others have signed a three year deal, but people on the Dragons page were pretty pissed off that they've let him gone through the gap. Someone turned around and said, this is the equivalent of losing Josh Morris when he was young. Oh, fantastic. Mate, it's a win-win to sign a great player and piss off little brother. Sign me up. One that got through our um, our fingers, that Jack Gilly-Seski or whatever the fuck his name is. I'm not worried. No, look, I would have, you know, Jack Jack Kachowski, when we were linked with him, I thought this is not a bad signing because he was 23 years old. He's actually 28 next year and I really don't care about it anymore. If he's 28, there's no point. we got heaps of forwards that can play. Yeah, I, I, I looked at this and just thought, you know, he, he, he was going to be nothing but depth. Um, but it was like, if we were linked to him, why didn't we just keep that kid who went to the Storm who was scoring all the tries for the Jets? Yeah, I agree. Well, we still got Hazlett. we still got Hazlett at the Jets, don't we? Uh, Hazleton? Yeah, Hazleton. I think it's time to bring yeah, no, him up. He, he's, linked to, he's linked with a return to Canberra. No, well, that, that'd be a shame because he, he looked quite good this season. From the not much football we saw, but, um, yeah, that I saw some players, some people on the Facebook group, again, my fault, saying, you know, we've let another player, you know, slip through. We're supposed to sign him, blah, blah, blah. When they're 28 and they're purely for depth, I'd rather be signing a 20-year-old with a bit of, you know, a, a future. Absolutely right there, but it's you know the the only thing that would worry me about a guy like Jake Kachowski coming into the team is it may hinder Teague Wilton's path into. I I fully expect Teague Wilton's going to be not in the first seventeen uh, come round one, but he'll play a lot of footy next year. But you don't want to hinder his development by bringing in a twenty eight year old guy. If you can bring in like another Teague Wilton to compete with Teague Wilton, I'm all for that. Um, I'm not worried about him going to the Dragons. God, we're making some good decisions. Mate, the most hilarious story of the week. Did you see Chad Townsend in a Cowboys jersey? I love how he turned up to his first day uh, in board shorts. Yeah, oh, mate, he's 
He's the ultimate professional. Probably did four TikToks on the way in. Yeah, no, nothing screams. Uh, I, I care about my current club more than wearing uh, a pair of hideous board shorts and a pair of thongs to your first picture. The Chad, mate, the Chad. You see all the comments on it were, like, negative. So there was one positive and 15 negatives. So it makes me happy. Well, I, I, here's, here's the thing here, and um, it was quickly unliked, but I quote tweeted it and said, I hope we kept our receipt, Cronulla Sharks, like, no refunds. And the Sharks actually liked it and then unliked it. <laughs> Probably thought, oh, we shouldn't do that. That's fantastic. <laughs> no, see, again, another exclusive... Mate, what what you what you make of the Dolphins? The decision has finally been made. There's some breaking news tonight. The West Tigers uh, look like they're about to sign Josh Hodgson. It was two year deal reported, yeah. Two year deal, but it looks like the Raiders are going to swindle them on the first year deal. Yeah. Because he's still got a year left with the Raiders, and apparently his deal is worth nine hundred k. And the Tigers were like. We're willing to pay four hundred or three hundred, and you pay the rest. And the Raiders were like, "No, we're going to chip in two hundred, and that's it." And uh, the Tigers are like, well, "We'll walk away." And the Raiders are like, "We'll walk away." And Tigers are like, "Nah, nah just kidding, we'll take him." <laughs> 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 Meme club. It's a, it's a half decent signing, but you've got to remember that Hodgson's thirty one. His knees are shot. He's not the player he was in. 2019, 2018. I mean, the Tigers need something. They do, mate. 2016, Josh Hodgson, you pay close to a million dollars. 2021, Josh Hodgson, you pay a third of that. I I saw the Raiders fans, and our good mate Solzy said that he's not worried about it. He's not upset if it happens. Tigers fans seem to be split. Some of them think, oh, they got Little and that other kid. Simkin, I think it might be. They need some leadership. They need some football players, which Hodgson will give them both. But again, this isn't a bloke who's in his mid-20s. He's just going down there for a cash grab. And where have we seen that before? At the Tigers. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind this signing from the Tigers because their team's really shit. Um, but I, don't, I just, you know, at what point do you just, like, stop being used? When the Raiders turn around and said, no, 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 like, you're going to chip in 80% of this and we'll pay the last of it. Surely, you turn out, you're the desperate one here. But I just want to know what the Gold Coast Titans thinking was because the whole the whole part of their Jamal Fogarty deal hinged on getting Josh Hodgson and then the Raiders said no. They released him anyway and now the Raiders look like they're going to release Hodgson. So the Titans are terrible negotiators. Yeah, yeah fuck them. If they're dumb and they do the release... I don't know if George Hodgson's the the um, the answer up there either, but I was doing their season review today and putting together a team for next year. They don't have a nine. They got Toby no. Sexton. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think Josh Hodgson's the right fit for the West Tigers because the Tigers have got Little and Simkins, and one of them is going to be okay. Mm. I think it's Simkin, but they, they're banking themselves on Little at the moment. But. Josh Hodgson in that Titans team is pretty scary. Yeah, I, do, I, I, mate, I don't get it. I've actually got here Tigers fans whinging about being shit meme club. So I just want to get that out there. Have you noticed today, every every day I log on, there's an article about Parramatta perhaps. And Tigers fans, bitch. Okay, whatever. You know, there's a Sharks article and Tigers fans, bitch. And then when people write about the Tigers, their fans, bitch. 
their line of thinking is if you're going to write something about us, write something positive. There's only so many pieces you can do 11 years ago. My advice to them, if you want to stop being bagged, is stop being shit. It seems so simple to me, mate, but what would I know? I just want to say that you know you've hit rock bottom when Bulldog Richie logs onto Twitter for the first time in a year and his first thing to do is run a Tigers fan. He was, he was bodying them. And I don't like Bulldog Richie at all. But I was purely on the Bulldog camp that night. I don't like Bulldog Richie at all, the fat virgin, but he uh, he absolutely slammed them when he was like, Tigers fans seem to think that their team is more relevant than they are. I was dead. <laughs> all an oxygen tank for Mords. Mate, I was out. That's, that's a face turn in Survivor if I've ever seen one. What, um... What the fuck's wrong with that? We could do a whole podcast on the Tigers. They could listen and they could, could get some advice. We got a new club though, Terry. Hold up. I'm still not done with the Tigers. Still not? Please. Go for it. They got a new logo. <laughs> they got a new logo and the first thing they did was take their claws away from them. Mm-hmm. Now, we know that they've been, you know, not scary and a shit club fan. The only thing that was terrifying for them was their logo with the claws and now they just look like... Yeah, the West Pussycats. <laughs> Mate, they could have put a bow in its hair, and it wouldn't have been less it, than what it did. The only logo worse than that now is the Dolphins. Oh. Yeah, nice segue. Speaking of the Dolphins, just the Dolphins, not the Redcliffe Dolphins, not the Brisbane Dolphins. They're the nothing Dolphins. Yeah, look, for all this talk in the last couple of years for expansion, it was the most underwhelming deliberation of a new team and when they turn around and said they're not located to a region who the fuck cares no one cares now channel 9 want them to be the brisbane dolphins because they want the brisbane brisbane rivalry now we've seen with the a league that you bring in these other teams and just because you put the word melbourne in them doesn't mean they're rivals with the established melbourne teams the dolphins will build their own rivalries they're based close to the you know two sides It'll happen. The NRL are so keen to make this a thing. Yeah, the, the, the best thing about sport is an organic rivalry. It's Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not a forced rivalry. Like, if you have a look in the NBA, uh, my favourite player, Russell Westbrook, he can walk into any arena and make fans hate him. Like, the Utah Jazz absolutely hate Russell Westbrook, and that's, you know, 95% because he's black. And the other 5% is because he just wiles up Utah fans anytime he goes in there. But then he did it to Philly as well. He did it to Philadelphia. And there was the whole, you know, Russell Westbrook won 20 games in a row against Philadelphia. And then, you know, just everywhere he goes, he can make these rivalries. But they're not forced rivalries. They're the and best. the NRL turn around and going, we need a Brisbane-Brisbane rivalry. Like, the Broncos have got the rivalry with themselves at the moment. They don't need anyone else, like... <laughs> In you know interrupting their fucking doom, just let let them die. You know what I mean. <laughs> their own worst enemies. The the NRL community is so much happier that the Broncos are fucking shit. Just let them let them have a rival with their board and let everyone else get on with their fucking day. Terry bringing the thunder tonight. I love it. Mate, Thank you. They're little brother too. They're like the dragons. They're so used to being coddled and seen as the big ones in town, and now that they're hopeless and definite little brother as the Dragons and Broncos now are, I just want to really stress that the Dragons are little brother now, they can't take it. They don't know how to react. And they're, they're throwing the toys out of the cot and fuck them both. Yeah, and, and it's, it's like, 
you know, speak, speaking to some people up in Queensland as well, the cost of living around Brisbane and the Gold Coast is very, very similar now. And you can get, like, really nice apartments in Redcliffe and sort of down towards the Gold Coast for, you know, as much as you'd pay on the Brisbane River now. So if you're talking about a location-wise and you're talking about all these players that are coming off contracts and they had to pick between the Gold Coast Titans and the Brisbane Broncos, you know, back in the day, everyone would turn around and go, I'm going to Brisbane, the one month. People want to go to the Broncos now. Like, no one wants to go to the Cowboys, like, apart from Chad Towns, and they're fucking shit, they're done, cook them. You should just boot them and bring Redcliffe in. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, you know, just don't try and force this bullshit on us, right? The Broncos are fighting their own battle at the moment. Fingers crossed it takes them another 15 years to get out of that debacle. The best thing they could have done was bring the Redcliffe Dolphins in and turn around and, you know, as they brought them in, went, oh, the Gold Coast Titans slagged you off. And make that rivalry happen. <laughs> it's spot on. Mate, I would I would honestly say that right now the Titans present a way better picture than the Broncos. If I'm a player off contract, I'm going to play with David Fafita and, you know, um, young young Campbell and AJ Brimson and the like. I'm not going to fucking Brisbane. You only have to, you only have to look at Brandon Smith. In, in, in the off-season last year... The Broncos were going, we want Brandon Smith, we want Brandon Smith, and Brandon Smith was like, no, I'm staying at Melbourne, bro, don't worry about it, I'm staying at Melbourne. The minute the Titans said, we want Brandon Smith, Brandon Smith was like, well, if Harry's going to start, I'm going to go to the Titans. And that's, just, and that's just not any player, that's like the best number nine in the competition at the moment, turning around telling you that he's going to pick the Gold Coast Titans over the Brisbane Broncos. Don't try and force that that new rivalry on us. I get Channel 9 want it for the ratings, right? The Broncos, they rate, they've got the big stadium, one-town team, blah, blah, blah. We get it. It's the bullshit that's been drip-fed to us for the last 15 years since the Broncos haven't been successful. But just just organically, you know, bring it in and then let Redcliffe pick who they want to fight their battles with. Spot on. And as, as Kay said, we can build our own rivalry, but only if we win the first contest. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Sharks versus Dolphins is the rivalry that everyone wants to see in the ocean. Like, why the fuck wouldn't they just turn around and go Cronulla or your rivalry? It, it, it has to be. And there's talk of Dolphins fans being upset with us already because we're the Fins Up podcast. Yeah. yeah, we've got the Fins Up podcast. But as you said, I'm open to selling out. If they're going to throw us hundred grand, I'd have to think very hard about that. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I would sell you out for 20 bucks. There you go. I was trying to be nice, but yeah, a paddle pop. <laughs> Like, mate, but let's be honest, when it comes to fins, you think of sharks, shark fins, dolphin flippers. They should be flippers up. Yeah, I just want to say as well that they, you know, out of everything that they butchered, the no location, okay, whatever, live with that. There's already a team in the NRL that's not attached to a location, but that logo. (laughs) MS Paint. Oh, it's terrible. It looks like the dolphin. You seen the dolphin episode of The Simpsons, yeah, where they come out of the water? Yeah. It's that. Someone seen that and gone, that'll do. Someone photoshopped the headgear on it. It looked like the nineteen seventies Miami Dolphin. Mm-hmm. It's mate. It's, it's disgusting. Cool. It's hard to make a dolphin look angry though. But I just draw a dolphin and put the two the two eyebrows on it and make an angry dolphin. But mate, they're butchered this. This whole force shit that they're doing with Redcliffe. Why not just like, sorry, with with the the dolphins and everything else they want to do and try and make. Why not just you know for the first couple of years they could have just gone we're Redcliffe and we'll have the Redcliffe logo, and then in two years time they could have gone you know what we're going to drop Redcliffe, we'll get someone who 
who isn't on a 10-day coke bender to do our logo <laughs> for us and actually make it. You know, put some money into it. If they've got $90 million behind them and that's the best fucking logo they got, Wait, this is something that's been building for as long as I can remember. The expansion talk's been on for so long. I still think Perth have to come in as the 18th team. I am really annoyed about the Dolphins coming in for two reasons. Imagine if we get the round one by in 2023. How pissed off are you going to be? You've had the whole offseason. You had to put up with cricket and all that AFL talk and all that rubbish. Tune in, round one. You've got to fucking buy. No. What? Annoying me so much is they're saying that the 18th then coming in is definitely going to be another Queensland team. Oh, oh no, that that's ridiculous. It's Perth or nothing. You're going to get the same thing about Sydney when they turn around and go, "There's too many teams saturating Sydney." Like Brisbane, Queensland don't have as much money as New South Wales. The cost of living up there is cheaper. I get it, but there's only so much that you can throw in there. Like like New South Wales rugby league survived with all those. New South Wales teams, right? They did, they survived. We kicked the Bears out because they were garbage. Who cares? But you can't just keep sticking these Queensland teams in there and then going, oh, you know, the 18th team is going to be a Queensland team because the 17th team was as well. Like, that's when you're taking the piss. Fair enough, you've given us the Dolphins. But, you know, the next one has either got to be another Kiwi team or a Perth team, as you said. Spot on. The Perth team, something that people don't realise is they give... They can play the Saturday night game every week because they're not going to draw the ratings, etc., etc. And the time slot over there is so good. If they want to add a later game and play four games on the Saturday, like a 2, 4, 6, and 8 or whatever, maybe later, the Perth time slot is so good for viewers because it shows the later it goes, the more people watch with Origin. I just think it's a no-fucking-brainer. And I was shocked they didn't do it this time. 8.30 on a Saturday night is 5.30 in Perth. You can absolutely do that. It's perfect. A nice winter. It doesn't get too cold over there. It's not perfect. It's perfect. Perfect. Mate, come to us. There's our 100 grand right there. Terry's done it again. Mate, I've got two more things on here and a heap of questions. Real questions this week, not trolls like normal. Um, Ash Taylor signing for the the Warriors on a train-and-trial. Yeah, look, this this is one thing that has really, really annoyed me greatly when absolute plotters like Luke Brooks, Chad Townsend and Tom Dearden have their futures secured, but Ash Taylor has to go and get a training trial contract. Like, there are teams out there, including us, that could use Ash Taylor. But I would have taken him on a training trial yesterday, today and tomorrow. I have no... I would have taken, taken Ash Taylor on a one-year $250,000 deal without even... I think the Warriors have made a really good move here. See, if he turns up disinterested and plays like shit, just cut him. Like, it doesn't matter. But if he plays anywhere near his potential, Hanshaw and Johnson are heaps better than any of the thing, well, the garbage they have on the uh, the roster now. Yeah, I, I reckon he'll end up at, at the Dolphins under Wayne Bennett. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think like an, an Ash Taylor-Sean Johnson combination on its day could be absolutely... Sensational! It could also be fucking shit. Yeah, it's going to be either the greatest or the worst. But I can't wait. I'm very excited for it. Do you think there's, there's going to be no in between on that combination? They're either both going to be firing or they're both going to be fucking dreadful. You know, just going back to the Dolphins, just quietly, every player under the sun's already been linked. You know, the telly and Fox Sports have written all their their articles. You know, fantasy booking. There's a heap of players coming off contract in a couple of weeks on November one. How many sign one year deals you reckon? Yeah, I, I love, I, straight away Channel Nine um, 
put up uh, Toby Rudolph to the Dolphins, and he went straight onto his Instagram story and said, "What? Well, have the Sharks cut up my three-year deal or yeah. something?" So, yeah, um, I, I think yeah, there's well, I mean, anyone who comes off contract November one when they sign will be going to the Dolphins. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, yeah. There's a lot of potential, yeah, so, and I reckon a lot of players like Joey Manu is going to sign. You know, he can sign a one-year contract and then say to the Dolphins, hey, I'll go to you after. You've got to guarantee well, yeah, he fullback. He doesn't need to sign a one-year contract because he's off contract at the end of 2022. So he can just, as of November 1, he can sign for the Dolphins. Uh, no, that's true. I think I sit corrected. I just, I reckon we're going to see some ridiculous money thrown around by teams desperate to keep players. You know, Munster and Ponga have already been linked up there. You know, Toby was linked but shut it down very quickly. I reckon there's... Any player who has a real good year in NYC, their agent's just going to be going, hey, you know, we want to be the inaugural halfback. We want to be the inaugural. I'll be very interested to see what side this is, but I'll tell you what, there's going to be some players saying, hey, we want out of our contract, so I'm big money to play up on the Dolphins. Yeah, I think Cam Munster will be one of their first signings. And if it's not Cam Munster, it'll be Cody Walker. Yeah, that's a fair... Oh, jeez, Cody Walker, that's a good chat. They did link Blake Broly up there because he's one of our players that's off contract. I, I just don't see it. They, 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 the fucking Telegraph linked... hundred. The, the article was 157 players the, the, the <laughs> Dolphins could sign. Oh, there you go. Well, they narrowed it right down. <laughs> like, you know, care. Okay, what about the rest of the clubs? <laughs> that's fucking ridiculous. It's going to be fun, mate. Mate... Yeah. What's the last thing on your run sheet? Well, I have Penrith being in the news every day for being absolute fuckwits. Yeah, look, I, I can't stand the fact that Penrith won the premiership, and I won't make any light on that as well. It boils my piss every morning I wake up, and it's like I've drunk acid when I go for a leak because those fucking Westy pricks won the comp. But there's no person who doesn't deserve... COVID more than Vili Army kick out. Yeah, oh, mate. He's so fucking unpopular at the moment. Like, I, I, I loathe that guy. That's fair, mate. He's brought it upon himself. Some of that, I'll tell you what they need to do, and we need to do it when we win the premiership in two seasons, Instagram ban. Just yeah, take the mobile phones off him. Put him, in, put him in the tub, go do whatever for two weeks, come back and get your phone. No Instagram stories, no Instagram live, because you can't take that down. So I'm told, I don't fucking know. No TikToks, I mean, in general, ever. It's the worst platform ever. But, mate, oh, these idiots. But, but going going and getting Tyrone May, who's already, like, Viliama Kikahau has made himself more unpopular than Tyrone May. Congratulations, you fucking dickhead, for doing that. But going and getting Tyrone May on there and then dropping the N-word, like, 15 times in 10 seconds doesn't make you look cool. It makes you look... It does. And then breaking the trophy. And all the fans, oh, they're just celebrating their young guys. They're fuckwits and they need to be thrown in jail. And then they, they, I mean, this is just how dumb fans are. Like, they turn around and go, oh, but the trophy's on show at the Leagues Club and it's repaired. No, it's not. That's the trophy that you pay 30 grand for. Because <laughs> we've still got it. Yeah, we, yeah, we've still got the original trophy, trophy, motherfuckers. Oh, man. Sorry for us, trophy. So dumb. I, I reckon we should start a negative 32 points next year. Yeah. yeah. Or as, like, punishment, 
Every team except Redcliffe should get one of Penrith School players. We'll take Nathan Cleary. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, we get first dibs because we thought of the idea. Yeah. Yeah, hey, Terry, they should get you on the uh, on the board. Mate, I have a heap of questions. We're going to go through them. Is that, yeah, you roll your eyes, but these are quite good. Speaking, speaking, we'll stick with Penrith. Observations G has said, why are Penrith Panthers such disrespectful bogans? I think he covered it. Yeah, they're from the West. It, so. just, it's, it's, it's in their DNA, and I hate to see it. The home of the pokey slappers. Jesus, that'll roll some people up. It certainly will. Cancel Terry, hashtag. Mate, uh, at HSM4AMF, I should have wrote their actual names down, said, should the 17th team adopt the South Queensland Crushes moniker? I love the old train logo on the yes. old Josie. Yeah, I remember the 1997 grand final. They announced, like, they brought every team out who competed in the 1997 ARL season. And the, the Gold Coast, uh, sorry, the South Queensland um, Crushers, their song was the best by far. Oh, well, let's bring them back. See, let's kick the Dragons out and put the Crushers in. Yeah. Huh? Easy. Absolutely. Or the Panthers. Yeah, or but, both of them. And then we brings us back to six. God, but fucking visionaries. Like Cat, Cat's hit us with a three-part question. Uh, what role do you see for Feeder playing when he retires? I would love to see a lot of people turn around and say that I'd love to see Feeder in the like an indigenous role. I don't, I don't want to see that with a Feeder. I think he's got way more to offer. And with that, if you want to like put for Feeder in an inclusive program, I think it's got to be in the pathways, or he's got to be. A forwards coach. There's, they're, they're, they're the two jobs for him. He's either the pathways and he's bringing the young kids up through our culture, or he's straight into the forwards coach with Gal and Louis. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, he's got a job as long as he wants it at Cronulla yeah. for what he's done. People seem he gave to. Me the best player in my life, mate. Well, a lot of people are joking, like, oh, he's, you know, he's too slow, he's too fat, blah, blah, blah. Prime for feeder is the best forward I've ever seen. On his day, no one could stop him. So I, I don't want to hear any of that rubbish. Mate, a second question. How do you feel seeing Chad in, a cow, in Cowboys gear? I didn't think I could... I, you know, Josh Bolling once told us that he made someone come without touching him. Well, that actually did make yeah, me come I, I believe him. now. I thought he was a downright, dirty, disgusting liar. But now I know it to yeah. be true. <laughs> the third part of the question, uh, who's buying me a beer at the game next season? Terriers. You earn more than me. No, you you buy the beer, mate. It's been decided. It's been decided. Okay. Um, here we go. Uh, Big Mig eighty ones asked, "Who's the best union winger to play first grade in the NRL?" Who's the what? The best rugby union winger to play first grade in the NRL. Lottie Takiri. Well, <laughs> you cheat. I was going to say Matt Rogers. <laughs> I don't think that's in the spirit, but we'll take it. Yeah, here first. Uh, have, have any. Did Terry Campisi ever play? No, he didn't. Um, there's uh, not Amos Roberts. Um, there was a rooster, I think Walker, years and years and years ago, who was rugby. Andrew Walker, but yeah. he, he started off in rugby league. Oh, did he? Wow, oh, that sucks. He yeah, was my he, serious he started answer. Off the roosters went to the Waratahs and then came back. Yeah, that's right. Every time he went to the Waratahs, he was a superstar. Came back, played reserve grade because league's a fast period game. Uh, Jennifer's asked. Amos I, Roberts, though. What Blast from the past from you. I love that. I don't know. He's so quick, mate. Remember when he went to Penrith for one year and set all those try scoring records and signed with the Roosters? Yeah, just <laughs> such a way. Mate, some people just have to stay at clubs where it works. Like that Jennings bloke that scored a million tries for South. I think he went to the Tigers and never heard from him again. 
Yeah, but that's what happens when you get a tiger. Ah, yeah, cool. That's the, that's the outlier, right? Uh, Jennifer's trolling and asks, how are we both coping knowing the Panthers won their third title? Uh, it doesn't really bother me because everyone who goes to Pen of St. Boyd anyway. Fair call. <laughs> so we won't be asking them for donations, mate. <laughs> uh, look, John Lots of Numbers has asked, with the Dolphins coming in, which current players do we need to sign ASAP? Um, I don't think there's too many off coming off contracts that I would bend over backwards to re-sign. I think probably the most important player off contract for us is Blake Braley. But that's just going to be a decision of which direction do we go. Because there are a lot of good number nines of contracts and so many teams can only you know, sign them. So you have the Redcliffe Dolphins going to get Reed Mahoney or Appy Coruscant. You're probably looking a lot more that you're either going to retain Blake Braley or someone's going to go and pay stupid money for him. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really, I, off, off the top of my head, I think it's like him... Royce Hunt, Jack Williams. Jack Williams is probably one I'd definitely keep around as well. I think Jesse Ramian's off contract as well. Look, I had a look, and there's none that I would say we need to re-sign now. Um, yeah. I, I, those three, and there were a couple other names. I, I know Moylan's one, but, I mean, if he goes to Dolphins, good luck to him. They're, we're in a good position because all the players we've got assigned longer-term contracts either last year or this year. It's the players. I think the Dolphins need to target the likes of the the Jackson Ferrises and the players that have big potential but haven't quite realised it yet, and then put their superstars in. Because if they go out and sign, you know, Jesse Ramian for eight hundred k, or or pay overs to get a, a Jaden Braley, then it really stops them from signing, you know, the the Cody Walkers and stuff. So I I wouldn't worry too much, but I definitely. Well, I think, I think the first thing that. The, Jet, the Dolphins need to do, sorry, I was about to say the Jets. The first thing the Dolphins need to do is lock in a marquee player and then go and sign five or six fringe guys and then go and get another marquee player. You can't go and get four marquee players because the Titans did it and they were, they were ruined for a couple of seasons. I was going to say they went out and got Preston Campbell and then the next one was Rogers, etc. Luke Bailey, I think, was the next. So, yeah. yeah. LaFranchi, they, they did that and they, they were just, they had no depth. There it is, mate. Again, we solved every fucking problem. Um, here we go. Crozzy's asked, what signing would you make uh, the Sharks a top four club in 2022? I think I know where I'm going. Uh, it's got to be a meter-eating prop. Mm, spot on. For me, I'd be I'd be in Takaho's DMs, showing him every inch of my body. Just I, get I, him. I think so, someone, someone, someone said this to me today. If we got Marty to power, we'd be a top six team. If we got Takiyaho, we'd be a top four team. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I'm happy to wait on to power because I can't see a lineup of people going for him. I think if anyone gets a sniff that Takiyaho is off contract, there'll be big money coming in. But I can tell you no, that we, only us... We've got a lot of money to spend. Only us and the Tigers have the money to spend. And if the Tigers are going to go spend 700 plus on Thompson, plus the Peachy signing, well, that leaves us. Who's Thompson? Sorry? Hodgson. Hodgson. Yeah, Hodgson. But yeah. I'd also say that Takiaho is not going to leave the Roosters to go backwards. If, if, if Takiaho was to leave the Roosters and his, op- his options were the Sharks or the Tigers, you'd have to leave with the Sharks. One, we've got a better sport, better roster, and he's got that relationship with Craig Fitzgibbon. I wouldn't even sweat on that. If we wanted Takiaho, we'd get him. But, that, but that's it. That, that for me is we need a prop. I think we're a prop short. And yeah. if you said you can have a world-class center or a world-class prop, I'm taking the prop. Yeah. Finally, Nat, Nat Hunt 
has said, uh, what do you feel Fitzy will bring to the table coaching the Sharks next season? Excuse me while I masturbate while you talk. Professionalism, which is what you don't have. He'll bring professionalism, culture, and him and Steve. The, the other thing that Fitzy's going to bring with him is Steve Price. I've said it, that, that apart from Fitzgibbon, Steve Price is one of the most important signings that we've made. I, I rank it in this order this year. You've got Craig Fitzgibbon, Nico Hines, Steve Price. Now, mm-hmm. I know I know we've got Ken McInnes and Dale Finucane. Those guys are 30. They're forwards. Nico Hines is our marquee player for the next seven years. Agreed. Nico Hines. Now, look. Nico Hines. Nico Hines. I've I got a question for you. i got a question for you. Go for Yep. Did we make a mistake letting Chad Townsend go knowing that we don't actually have our halfback spot locked down? Do you think Chad would have been perfect for for Nico Hines? No, not at all. Not even. Not even in not even in joke. Mate, we Trindle can tackle better and he can kick the ball out of his own end. That's all we need him for. Let Nico do the rest. Nico Hines. Nico Hines. Mate, to answer the Nats question, look, I agree with everything you said, plus identity. Because we haven't had an identity since Flanagan left the club for the 32nd time. John Morris, you know, fantastic bloke, really good looking, did his absolute best. What was our identity? We couldn't tackle, we couldn't score. We literally scored and and let in the same amount of points last year. And then this year, we were just, we're waiting for fits. That has been our identity. Yeah, I think, I think, the, the one, someone someone described John Morris perfectly today and that when they called him the substitute teacher. Spot on. You don't respect him. You don't care about him. You you know, you turn around and you go, oh, we've only got Mr. Morris today. But then when he fucks off, you're like, oh, fuck, oh, I miss Mr. Morris. We had it so easy. Because these guys aren't going to know what hit him when Fitz turns up next year. <laughs> no, I have a feeling that those players are lucky enough to be there November 1. They're going to fucking feel it. And now that there's no World Cup or any of that nonsense, and we didn't play finals, I'd have everyone who is fit back on the park November 1. I have have been messaging a certain uh, friend of ours on the podcast saying, are you enjoying your bender because Fitz is going to whip me into shape? And he wrote back and said, no, I'm really not looking forward to this at all. (laughs) That's what you want because come finals time, the fittest teams are the ones that are there. Mm -hmm. Any other questions? Matt, I've got one for you. Nico Hines, greatest signing of all time? Oh, I don't know if he's going to be the greatest signing of all time, but I said this, when we signed Sean Johnson, I had Sean Johnson as one of our top five signings that we'd ever made because he's the best He's the best player that New Zealand's produced so far. You know, he's, he's a golden boot winner. He was absolutely brilliant, but also as well his social presence. Like, And I know people took the piss out of as well, but he has more Instagram followers than like seven clubs put together, including ours. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think I think Nico could could leapfrog him, but I think I think in terms of important signings, I think Luke Lewis is number two. I think Michael Ennis is number three. James Maloney's number four. Fafita would be up there, but I'll say the most important signing that we always continuously made was every time we re-signed Paul Gallen. Yeah, spot on. I'd put Brett Kamali in that. That argument, he didn't didn't have the success of the others. Yeah, for mine, Luke Lewis. But I, this time next year, I don't think it'll come up. But in three years' time, I think there will be a very serious discussion about Nico Hines being the man. I, I also think that there will be a very serious discussion around you know the way that the culture changed when we signed Dalfinuk and Cam McInnes, sort of when sort of when we signed Mick Ennis because 
we didn't sign McCandless thinking that we were going to get a fucking two-time hooker of the year. He was hooker of the year in 2015, probably should have got it in 2016 as well. But it was the professionalism, the change in training, the changing attitude. And we also just had that, you know, fuck, no one liked him. No, he had the mongle. Now he's the most liked bloke off the field, though. Everyone loves him. Yeah, you just, you could always, you know, I always used to do those um, uh, meltdowns. You know, mm-hmm. I'd go on to other teams' forums after games and before games just to see what they were saying. And you could just say they were like, oh, fuck, we're playing the Sharks this week. Fucking who's Mick Ennis going to target? Mick Ennis is a prick. They were always the comments on that. And now you don't get that about Dale Finucane. Everything about Dale Finucane is he's the nicest guy. This, he's the nicest guy. That Cam McInnes is a nice guy. Very well respected. You don't want to run at him, though. No, not so God, no. Now, no. I, I want to throw another name up that this time next year we'll be talking about. The Sharks' future... Immortal center, Joseph Manu. It's going to happen, Terry. It is going to happen. Mark my words. He's paused. He's given up. He's done. Uh, <laughs> he's logged off. With that, we're going to say, Hail Nico Hines. <laughs>